Thank you for joining me for your weekly edition of Housing Crisis Update, where we read the news so you don't have to. It's Thursday 13th of December. I'm David Murphy. We pick up from last week with reactions to an episode of RTE Investigates aired on Wednesday, which discussed Ireland's housing crisis, the underdevelopment of residential land and the failure of the government to deliver on its Rebuilding Ireland programme. In an interview with presenter Una Smith, Housing Minister Owen Murphy agreed with the criticism levelled against him. Peter Crawley of the Irish Times observes that Murphy might have been wondering how health turned out to be the less toxic portfolio. Housing charity Threshold suggested that one third of all calls they received last year were from tenants faced with losing their home. A report in the Examiner on Thursday suggested that in the light of the figures, government tackled unaffordable rent increases and the fallout from the sale of rented properties as a matter of urgency. On Friday, RTE's business editor Will Goodbody identified the main risks to the Irish economy, citing a central bank review that identified infrastructure shortages, particularly housing, as presenting a future threat to Ireland's financial health, along with Brexit and currency market volatility. And we kicked off the weekend with Tisha Leo Varadkar on the Late Late Show on Friday to talk Brexit, the HSE and the housing crisis. Responding to Micheál Martin's comments on Ireland unfiltered days before, he denied there was an upper middle class resistance to building local authority houses, saying, there's a lot of social housing in my constituency and we're building more of it. Leo stopped short of a promise to solve homelessness, saying, it cannot be completely eradicated. Love that ambition, Leo. More from that interview a little later. We kicked off the week with Michael D's first keynote address since winning his second term as president. Marking the 70th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the head of state led with the rights of asylum seekers and climate change, adding the declaration also provides a right to security of shelter and a home. A bill had been produced, the Right to Housing Bill, but was defeated by the government in September of last year. An Amoric research poll commissioned for the 70th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights showed that more than four-fifths of those surveyed supported a human right to housing. Eamon Kelly returned to Leo's performance on the Late Late that both he and Tuberty were blind to their own privilege, citing Tuberty's supine interviewing style and recalling the Taoiseach's comments that people shouldn't get houses for nothing. For a link to this article or any of the articles in this podcast, just visit murphythejournalist.com forward slash news. On Tuesday, Michael D followed up his keynote address the day before by calling for a debate on the housing crisis. Speaking at an event at the Mansion House in Dublin, he said the market had commodified housing, calling for better regulation. Meanwhile, Junior Housing Minister Damien English said that the government had no plans to enshrine a right to housing in law, saying that it would not make much difference. He did say, however, that policies are not based on relying on the private sector forever. According to reporting by Evelyn Ring at Breaking News, Neve Randall at the Simon Community said it was good to hear Mr English acknowledge that the private sector would not deliver all that was needed. In the doll, Pierce Doherty asked the Taoiseach to bring forward emergency legislation to close a tax loophole, which a company holding 1.3 billion euro of Irish property had been exploiting. Chief Executive of Permanent TSB Jeremy Masding appeared before the Oireachtas Finance Committee last week where he confirmed the sale of the assets to a vulture fund, the ownership of which is unclear and which had only been set up weeks beforehand. The Taoiseach told Mr Doherty he had watched the exchange and raised the issue with the Minister of Finance. Over at the Irish Times, Kitty Holland describes a day visiting services providing free or low-cost food to the poorest Dubliners. She describes a system of charitable giving and volunteering under strain from the weight of demand, with the Capuchins on Bow Street noting their distress at the number of children coming to their day centre for a hot meal. Yesterday it was revealed that, as in 2017, the government is on course to miss its social housing build target, achieving less than half of its goal of 5,000 new builds a year. This was a 
against a backdrop of further criticism by opposition parties of the confidence and supply arrangement with Fianna Fáil. Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald said of Fianna Fáil that they can't be in government and opposition at the same time. The Fianna Fáil leader said the decision had been reached reluctantly, citing political chaos in London and a looming Brexit. In the Dáil Solidarity TD, Mick Barry called on TDs who are also landlords not to vote on his party's anti-eviction bill, which was debated yesterday evening. Housing Minister Owen Murphy said the bill risked undermining the rental sector despite noble intentions, and rejected the call for abstentions. Gavin O'Callaghan at the Irish Mirror reported on a Neilstown mother who was facing Christmas on the streets after a hotel told her she couldn't stay for the holidays. South Dublin County Council wouldn't comment on an individual case, but said applicants could receive funding to self-source hotel accommodation on a short-term basis or be accommodated in a family hub. And today, the Independent reports on a housing scheme in Cherrywood where none of the homes will be for sale. Dunleary Rathdown County Council gave the green light last May to asset management firms Heinz and APG to go ahead with another of the increasingly popular build-to-rent schemes popping up all over the capital. Staying with the Indo, Paul Milia said scrapping height limits won't end the housing crisis, noting the issue really only applies in Dublin. He went on to say that brownfield sites could be inherently more expensive and that the uncertainty was causing construction on some new schemes not to go ahead. If you'd like to receive the regular Housing Crisis Update podcast, just go to murphythejournalist.com forward slash podcast and click subscribe or follow us on Twitter at murphythejournal or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash murphythejournalist. <laughs>